Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? You are listening to... Comedy Club for Kids presents... Radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense. Hippo farts everything, farts even me. Thanks to BBB for that intro to the show. Um, I don't know what BBB stands for. Um, Bright Bobasina Billington. I I have no idea. Um, I also had no idea that hippos fart everything, and it makes me wonder if, really, hippos are the most powerful animal on the planet. Like, why aren't we just getting hippos to fart everything into existence instead of, you know, having to build them or make them? Like, you know, instead of doing homework, can you just get a hippo to fart homework? You know, way, we need a new 12-storey building. Okay, let's get the hippos. Fart. There it is. I'd like a double cheeseburger, please. Okay, get the hippo. Fart. Actually, that's quite disgusting. Um, And have received so many stinky hippos from you all uh, that you've sent into the podcast over the years let me tell you i wouldn't want to go anywhere near a cheeseburger farted by a hippo Blah, that is horrible um hello yes Radio Nonsense is open for business yet again, and here I am, Tiernan, farted by a hippo, at the official Comedy Club for Kids podcast, suitable for all ages from... to... And everything in between. And um, I hope you had a really nice break, uh, even though usually breaking something isn't great, is it? I don't know why you call it a, a break. It's like you're meant to say before someone does a performance, good luck, break a leg. But really, breaking a leg would be very unhelpful if you were doing a show. I mean, it'd make it a lot harder to sing or dance with a broken leg. And you'd probably forget all the words you're meant to say because you'd just be crying, ah, my leg, the whole time. And that would be a terrible show. Nobody in the audience would enjoy it. It's a really silly idea. Really, we should say good luck and whatever you do, don't break a leg or anything at all unless you do break dancing and then you could break dance. Oh, it's really complicated. This podcast is now back, though. I have dusted Comedy Club for Kids HQ, and I dusted all the farting animals on the mantelpiece, too, which was a really horrible job, as every time they farted, it just sort of blew more dust everywhere, and then you dust them, and they fart again, and then it blows. Anyway, it's not worth imagining it. So stop it. Stop imagining it right now. Just stop it. Stop thinking about it. It's not. Stop thinking about farting animals, farting dust everywhere. Stop it. It's horrible. Um, but also, uh, we have some new things for the podcast, which I'm going to tell you about in just one minute. Actually, maybe four minutes and 37 seconds, or maybe another time entirely. But firstly, though, um, thank you for your gazillions of emails and reviews and jokes. Um, had this email in that says, my name is Emma and my daughter is eight years old and she loves your podcast and this is her joke. What did the cow say when his team won the competition? We're amusing. Yes, Emma, I love it. Although I can't work out if you're called Emma and you just won't tell us your daughter's name or if you are the daughter and called Emma and eight years old and it's your joke, but you're pretending to be your own mum. 
because hey, who hasn't pretended to be their mum in order to send an email to a comedy club for kids podcast, or maybe even get out of like sort of trouble at school? Like, oh, I'm afraid Tin and can't do PE today because um, I say so, and I am my mum. I mean, no, wait, his mum. Oh, it's really confusing. Anyway, if that's what you're doing, Emma, then absolutely fair play to you. Brilliant impression of your mum in an email. If you are indeed. Emma's mum or Emma who has a daughter. Either way, look, your joke was amazing. Thank you for sending it in. And they've also sent in their annoying noise. Um, you may remember way back from the summer special episode last year uh, when Matt from the listies um, asked if you could send in your ones. He did his brilliant annoying noises. Um, and so Emma or Emma's daughter or anyway, they've sent in their one. And I might not say this right as it's written down. So um, apologies if I've got the pronunciation wrong, but it goes Hassa Rasa or Mesa Lassa. That is brilliant and annoying, uh, but also, I think, quite powerful. And it feels like it might be part of like a hacker or some sort of chant to keep wizards away. Uh, I'm going to shout it around where I live and see what happens. Um, Love this show, says BBB, who also sent in the intro. Thank you, BBB. Uh, What does it stand for? Bob, 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 Bob. Maybe bonkers Brian Bulb knows. Who knows? Uh, But BBB sent in that intro. um, Some farting hippos, really. I mean, I don't even know where they'll fit, BBB. And honestly, the last thing this place needs after all those farting animals were locked in Comedy Club for Kids HQ over the break is more farting hippos. I'd say when I walked into this HQ for the first time in a few weeks, it was like walking into a smog cloud, but one that smelled like 4,000 durian fruit had rotted and died and then exploded and then some flies had been sick on them. Sorry. Um, BBB's jokes are... Um, hang on, I need to be two people to do this one. Nick, <clears throat> Nick, who's there? Who? Who, who? Are you an owl? Amazing. I love it. That is a great knock-knock joke. Um, also, though, it makes me think it must be very confusing for owls if they have to knock on people's doors. If like the you know they're handing out leaflets or they're like um you know maybe they just want to borrow some sugar they're like knock 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 it's it's me and the who 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 oh, it must take ages just to sort of knock around people's houses that'd be so annoying poor owls um BBB also sent how many people in a band does it take to change a light bulb one two one two three four yes excellent I love how that's a clever joke about how bands start songs but also I want to know if that means bands need four of them to change a light bulb or if it needs one one, two, one, two, three, four, which is 13 of them. And that is just, that's sort of too many, isn't it? Maybe they all sort of have to balance on each other to reach the light bulb. I don't know how it works. Um, and BBB also says their fave soup is tomato soup with noddles and a cheese stick to put in and goldfish and butter in my soup. Also cream cheese on Ritz crackers. Now look, BBB, I was totally with you, right? I was totally with you until you said a goldfish. Why would you put goldfish in your soup? Do goldfish like being in soup? Maybe they love it. Maybe it's sort of just like a fun day out for your pet because, like, they're hanging around in water all the time and then you get to put them in soup for a bit and they have a lovely swim around but also have a tasty lunch while they do. Um, don't don't anyone listening to this put your goldfish in some soup. I don't think it's something you can do. And, of course, you might eat it, which is... That is not nice. So um, thanks, BBB, for the jokes. And leave the goldfish alone. Stop putting them in soup. Um, And then we had this joke from Bella, who is 11 now, apparently. I'm not sure if that's right now, sort of as I'm reading this, or when she sent the email. Um, And then what happens in a minute? Does she stop being 11? Is she then suddenly 12 or or maybe like 56 or something? I don't know. Anyway, she sent in, what animal loves singing Christmas songs? A la 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 la. 
Superb. I love a Christmas gag in spring. It doesn't happen enough. More Christmas gags in the middle of spring when we're very far away from Christmas, please. Um, Bella also asked on one email, why no Easter episode? Uh, And that is because if I'd recorded one, it would have just been me scoffing chocolate eggs into the microphone for like an hour and it would have sounded like this. And that would have been disgusting for you. Uh, also shout out to an axolotl named darren who wrote a lovely five-star review for the show uh, with just the words bah which as you know that is the noise axolotls make um they're quite small but you know and and it's sort of they don't make noise very often but when they do they tend to just go bah yeah it's funny that isn't it i suppose that's sort of what scares predators away they think oh there's a smiley little axolotl and then they get closer bah terrifying but uh thank you uh darren the axolotl um i love receiving all your emails jokes and reviews so of course if you do have anything to send in um and also more importantly any questions for the show then uh do find your nearest gazumping whiffy ninny sorry grown up to help you email us at podcast at comedy club for kids.co.uk and hey we do need questions again we do need questions again don't we linda linda how many questions we have in the stack now linda linda Ah, weird. Maybe I forgot to tell her I was opening up the podcast again. Maybe I forgot to check she exists. Oh, weirder. Anyway, uh, the sack is now smaller, so uh, we need your questions once again. Um, And look, it's great if you've sent in a question before, but I'm especially looking for questions from you listeners who've never sent in anything before. This is your time. So get emailing if you have anything to ask at all, and I will find expert comedians to answer those questions for you. And now... New thing one! You might have noticed on your screens uh, of whatever device you listen to this on, um, we have a brand new podcast logo. I hope you like it. Um, It's been designed by my friend John, who's brilliant, and uh, it now is like brighter, and it has a farting cat on it, and a stinky hippo, and Linda, if you look closely and see all the things you can spot, and a big otter listening to Radio Nonsense. So I hope you like our brand new podcast logo. I am very excited about it. And that brings me to new thing two. And this is the very important and really exciting one. We have, check this out, we have some Radio Nonsense t-shirts, which you can find at comedyclub4kids.store. Though, please get your gazumping whiffy ninnies, sorry, grown-ups, to check it with you. Um, There are four designs. There's two of the brand new podcast logo. There is one all about Linda and one of a stinky hippo that I promise it doesn't smell as bad as it looks. Um, And all of them are in all sizes, uh, except grown-up sizes, because they're not allowed any. Ha ha! Take that, you 100-year-olds. Although I suppose some 100 year olds are quite small. They might be able to wear a big kid size. Anyway, they're in all sizes for all ages, apart from grown up ages. And uh, you can get them all around the world. Really, wherever you live in the world, you can order them. Two of them get sent from the UK and two get sent from the US. So that may change uh, shipping prices. I assume they get put on a ship and, and some ships cost different amounts because some I guess are just little rafts with one person has to order them and some are like a big ferry and some are just like a whale that that carries stuff under its arm and you have to sort of buy him sandwiches I I don't really know how it works but do make sure those grown-ups check all the things uh, before they buy them for you uh, when they definitely buy them for you so I hope you like our brand new Radio Nonsense t-shirts I'm very excited that we have some Um, and it means that you can wear it proudly that you listen to this show and that you know all the answers to everything ever and um, if there's anything else from this show that you'd like to see on a t-shirt then let me know and maybe we can get that made too but for now go check out comedyclubforkids.store and go grab yourself a radio nonsense t-shirt woohoo 
And next week, there's going to be another new thing as well. But for now, that is all of the new things except for this new important bit. Joining me on today's show is the amazing Joe Wells, a.k.a. Joe Joe, who refuses to acknowledge snow. Joe Wells, collector of the nicest smells, and as he's known to the Hmong people, Tusquus Ua Zab Mov Nuxti. But of course, all of our listeners will know you, Joe, as the internationally acclaimed moon shouter, the record breaker for most pairs of shoes worn in one go, and most famously, the first person ever to discover the existence of baguettes. Um, Joe, it is a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm good. That was beautiful pronunciation on my Namung name. Most people get that wrong. Do they? Do they? I try. I've been practicing it because it really not many people have a Hmong name unless unless they are Hmong people, obviously. So, but you were honoured with that. Um, yeah, which I believe I believe translated means the whispering chef. It it, it does mean that. Yeah, my, 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 I'm the the nemesis of Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Is that and and does wow and 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 so do you do you just uh you sort of when you I don't know how much you run kitchens or are you just sort of do you go out to random people and just whisper recipes in their ear what's your what's your technique? Well, I I don't know I talk about it as much because it was, it was a it was a hard time for me. But I I had um so Gordon Ramsay has the show Gordon shouts at the chef um which mm. you will have seen where he goes to the restaurant and he shouts at the chef. Um, I had I had the idea originally, but it was um, I took a different tone with it, and I would just go in and I'd sort of whisper something a little bit mean under my breath, but the chef wouldn't hear it. But they'd serve me up something, and I'd go, "Oh, this is not it's not very not very good. It's a bit watery. This soup." And uh, but there would be no confrontation in it. It didn't really make right. very good television. But I just sort of under my breath go, "Oh, it said it was meant to be spicy, but it's not really very spicy at all." <laughs> I think that was more like because if somebody just shouts at you, it can be quite rude. Like a lot of our listeners will know, so they've probably had a grown up shout at them at some point, like "Oh, don't do that," and you sort of think, "Well, you go away. I don't care." There's something you put up a front. Whereas when somebody whispers disappointment to you, that's that's really bad. You know, if somebody goes, "That doesn't. That drawing doesn't look like a pig." You're like, "Oh no, I've done something terrible." You know, there's a there's a harshness to it that you don't get with shouting. That that is the worst thing that your your mum or dad can say to you, isn't it? Is I'm disappointed quietly. Yes, I'm just very disappointed. That yeah. hits you really, really hard. It is the worst. So I can imagine as a chef, if if you're like, you know, working in the kitchen, you're trying to make recipes, and 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 your chef comes up and whispers just something quite you know brutal like that. That pastry's not very crisp. Like, oof, that's gonna. That's going to really... He didn't quite hear it. You heard not very... Pastry's not very, but you didn't hear the end. You go, what was that? They go, oh, no, nothing, nothing, nothing. It's not a big deal. <laughs> and then you're wow. questioning. Really, You can really get in their head with it. This is this is why you've got legendary status, because I, I you know, I've not heard of someone do that before. And, and obviously, while it may be difficult on TV simply because of... I, I don't know how, like... They probably have to get one of those mics, the really furry sound mics. They'd have to sort of put it right up your nose to kind of hear the whispers... That might have yeah, we borrowed them from Springwatch, um, so oh, it would yeah, all be done course. with Springwatch um, uh, microphones. So yeah, they they turn the volume right up, and you could just just hear me going. There's only only two prawns in this curry. That's amazing. So that so that mic that they would have used for your whispering probably had been used for like ants' footsteps or for like that. Know, that is how quiet or, a yeah. chef whisperer I am. Wow, that is incredible. I mean, well, I am, I am honoured. I am honoured that you come and do this podcast. And and I, I would ask though. I mean, obviously, 
you know, uh, I, I'm assuming you're not going full whisper. I, I would ask that because this is an audio show that maybe don't go full whisper too often because our listeners will might just worry that you're disappointed in them. And I, I, you know, I mean, maybe you are. Are you? I don't know. I don't know if you know any of them. Uh, should I should I get my whispering out of the way? We we'll have like a whisper amnesty, and I could just do a, do Go my most it. whispery whisper. Okay. Wow. There you go. It's all out of my system. That was um. That was amazing. I, I don't know how good a recorder yeah. you have, so it may not even even show up on the recording. But it was. I mean, pretty pretty it, it, pretty rude what I said. I will say if any if any listeners heard that um, and were able to hear that, please write in and let me know what you think. Uh, Joe, <laughs> Joe whispered then, and uh, I'd I'd love to know because I I can I can see your lips move. I'm not a lip reader, um, especially because you don't have anything written on your lips. Sometimes that helps with lip reading if you've got like a whole novel <laughs> written. But I, so I couldn't tell. But that was. Um, well, that was pretty amazing. So, well, well, thank you. Thank you for sparing time from your... I know you said you're not doing it so much anymore. Um, I know you've got a lot lot else on, but but thank you for sparing time from your whispering to, to be here. Um, and are you, up, are you up to much else? Are you, are you busy with... Um, now, that, now that you're not whispering so much? Uh, no, just... Uh, um just, just, just living, living my life. I've, um, I've got... The, I've got a, a strange... Here's the thing I can talk to you about. I hope I have a have a pain. I never know because uh, uh, for the listeners who may not know that I'm uh, uh, as well as a whisperer, I'm an autistic man. Um, I don't always know. One of the things I have is I don't know where pain. I can't describe pains very well. Hmm. So I ha- I've had a pain, uh, which I think has come from I'm trying to be more healthy at going to the gym, um, and uh, so I've had a pain like here. I don't know how to. Do- how do you describe? pains uh it depends on where they're like sometimes you get a stabbing pain sometimes you get a dull pain sometimes you i don't know what any of these really words mean hurts. what's the what's the stab so stabbing pain is if how do you know what a stabbing pain is unless you've been well, stabbed this is a very good question because I haven't, thankfully, um, been stabbed despite my many years uh, as a knight. Um, I haven't been stabbed, <laughs> and, and um, I was very, I was very good as a knight. But, but I haven't been stabbed. But, but I assume it's like it's like a sort of sharp. It feels, it feels like it's sort of like it, like you're being jabbed, like you're being poked or jabbed. That would be like a stabby pain, and then like a dull pain is when it's sort of like a throbbing pain that just kind of keeps hurting. I think, but also I think a lot of the times you just make up words so that other people will have sympathy for you because you're going, it hurts and I don't like it. I'd better describe this to you so you can be nice to me. Is that See? what it is that? Because I thought I thought it was big, like I, the, the received opinion is that autistic people can't talk about where their pains are, I find that difficult. Is it just that you lot are just making making up pain words? And, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like a fubba pain. We all know what that is, right? Yeah, well, it's it depends on what you say because like, I I know where like do you, can you not know where the pain you say where the pain is so if you don't know where it's coming from on your body I know it's between my chin and my knees right, right okay okay that's yeah that's, that's all quite I've got a, an area yeah yeah I I would say that I definitely know where pain is more specifically but I don't necessarily know how to describe it other than ow. Like I, I, I think if if I was more honest with doctors or whatever, I'd just go in and go, "Ow, make it stop! It really <laughs> hurts. I don't like it." That's that's, that's what, what I, I should do. I should uh, yeah. arrange an appointment, go in and go, "Ow!" at my doctor. Yeah, because well, yeah. they'll say, "Where does it hurt?" You'd be like, "You're the doctor. You work it out." Like they should know. They're yeah, she's trained for well, at least six years to be a doctor. 
She should yeah. know exactly what's wrong with me. I shouldn't have to. If I yeah. t- if telling your doctor where you hurt, I think is is cheating. Yeah. Well, I always remember that. Um, do you remember that a lot of listeners will not remember this because they are children. And this is from the ancient past when games used to come in cardboard boxes instead of on screens. <laughs> but there was a game called Operation and, and you used to have to use a pair of tweezers to. Well, it was a bit gruesome, really. You just pulled bits of their body out, which I now I think about it is quite. I don't think that would really help if you just removed someone's like leg bone with some tweezers. Do you think that's what but, it is? Do you think I've got an apple inside me? Well, that's what I was going to say is well, what you need to check is, is this game when they remove the right bit, the nose would buzz red. So maybe the right. doctor needs to prod you or, or just take bits <laughs> off you until your nose buzzes red and goes, eh, and then they'll know which bit hurts. Cool. I'll do that. I'll go to the GP, lie on the bed, give him some tweezers, get him to yeah. poke me. And then when my nose lights up red, I know that's, that's, that's where it hurts. Yes, yeah, I think that's a really good idea. And and I should also like, um, because again, you know, the listeners to this podcast are young and they don't get aches from going to the gym or exercising because they have boundless, boundless energy, which is something that uh, that I've really realised. So, so I often tell my daughter, like, don't jump off that, don't do that. And I've realised it's because if I did it, I'd have to sit down for a week because my <laughs> knees would give in. Whereas she can jump off that because she's four and it doesn't matter. And she just like, you know, she's full of energy. Whereas I'm like, oh, don't do it. Because in my head, I'm like, oh, that would really hurt my back. And Do you know what? When I was yeah. about 11... I did a roly-poly and I can pick, you know, I mean, you could just picture um, something from your past so well. I did a roly-poly in the foyer of a swimming pool and it really hurt. I hadn't done a roly-poly in a while, but it really hurt doing a roly-poly. And I thought, I am, I'm a man now. This is the day I've become wow. a man because roly-polies hurt. <laughs> That's an amazing, I like that as an indication as well, because, you know, there are lots of parts of the world where they say it's a certain age that you become a grown up. So in the UK, it's it's like 18 or or there are other parts of the world where maybe there's a ceremony or something that says you're an adult now. But I think perhaps the universal method should be when you do a roly poly and it really hurts, you think, oh, no, I've grown up. This is terrible. Yeah. That would be a lot, yeah. It'd be a mixed feeling, wouldn't it? If that was a, there was a big ceremony where you had to do the roly poly and it hurt, but also you do you do you'd become a man. But I really like the idea of lots of people gathered around and there'd be sort of a table of cakes and snacks, and maybe you'd have to have like a red carpet or a really fancy carpet that you rolled down, and then at the end everyone cheers. I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that'd be lovely. We'll start that. It would be. It would be the only downside be if you're a professional gymnast. Who can roly poly with ease? Then you don't get to be a grown up. You for never grow. He's a fan. No, no, and that would just prove your grown ups wrong if they're like, "Oh, being a gymnast isn't a proper job. You're not. Oh, it's just a kid's job." And then you'd be like, "Oh, it is," because I've I've not grown up yet, even though I'm fifty six. <laughs> You're never allowed to vote. You're never allowed to drive a car. Wow. Yeah, that'd be pretty awful, actually. But I mean, other than gymnasts, it's a. Re- I think it's a really solid plan. We should bring yeah, it, it makes a complete sense. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Well, I'm I'm sorry to hear about your uh, in uh, pain from somewhere, Joan. I hope I hope, hope you're not. Hope, hope during this podcast you don't just have random pain wherever it is. Um, but if you do, I think, feel free I think to it's whisper. Jim. Someone, my gym like, person, told me it was Jim, so I, I'll be fine. Yes, Jim because, is spelled G Y M. Oh right, that is not someone called Jim that's just sort of been hitting you. No, no, no. G Y M. Jim's off the hook. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good because we wouldn't want, again, people to think that you were unfairly sort of, um, you know, accusing Jim of, of just causing you pain. That would we could be... get sued, yeah. No, it's well, exactly. Jim I am. Yeah, you know, I'm really pleased you made that distinction. Not enough people make that distinction when talking about the gym. <laughs> I really hurt myself at gym, at the gym, like, you know, uh, you know, yeah, I'd... Yeah, I think it's really important that you did that. So thank you very much. And it is also a thing that, that uh, again, that weird thing of to be when you're when you're old. Uh, so many of listeners have turned off already by now. Old, go away. <laughs> when you're old, to be healthy, you have to put yourself through really like you just it just really hurts being healthy. It's not very nice. I have to do running. I'm not running from anything. No. I'm just running for fun. Yeah. I'm not running tours or from anything. I go on a special machine so that I can run and go nowhere. Yeah. To stay still running. Which is it's really awful. unhelpful. That won't help you in any situation in life to just run and go nowhere. Like it's not <laughs> like like I, I did a, a running app uh, that was like uh, it's called Couch to 5K, but then you sort of realize how nice being on the couch bit was. And uh, but, but during it, it's like you have to run for three minutes and then walk for a minute. And I always think if I was being chased, that wouldn't help me very much. If I was like, run, run, run. Okay, just give me a minute. You just wait there, monster, and I'll just walk this bit. And then we can <laughs> run again. And then, okay, now you've got to walk again. Like nothing, nothing would chase you and then just give you little breathers. I, I had the app and the, I don't know whether it's the same for you, the vo- who did you have as your voiceover? I had, um, oh gosh, is it Michael Johnson, the American athlete? So it's, I had yeah. famous and brilliant comedian, Sarah Millican, mm. who I think we're, we're, is wonderful and I love, I think she's one of my favourite comedians, but because she was the voice on my running app, I don't like her anymore. And I'm worried that we're going to work together at some point and all my anger will come out and I'll shout at her and go, I don't want to run anymore. I don't like it. Yeah, well, she, this is exactly why I didn't choose her. And, and she, <laughs> I think she talks about it in her own show now that she used herself for that app. And now, and she found herself shouting at herself and, and it caused all sorts of confusing feelings. So, yeah, these are the difficult the difficult things that happen if you voice a running app. A lot of people will love and hate you at exactly the same time. <laughs> that is tricky. Wow. Well, well, look, well, again, you know, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having time to do this in between your running to absolutely nowhere. Um, and, uh, you know, this is an audio show. I'm not sure if you're aware, Joe, this is an audio podcast for people to listen with their ears. Sometimes, uh, you know, we don't discriminate if they want to listen to it with their knees or their bum. That is also fine. Generally ears they go for. Um, so we've dressed just... up in these costumes for nothing. Yeah, well, you say that, but I've been really enjoying. Like, it's it's much more fun that you that you're sort of dressed as a big banana. I assume that it is a giant banana, isn't it? That you're. Uh, yes, it, yeah, it is. It, yeah, a canoe? A banana, it yeah, might yeah. be a canoe, I suppose. Yeah, it's banana. That's what I thought. Yeah, uh, but I think it looks it looks great. The yellow is really bright, and it's sort of cheering me up. So I'm pleased that you did it. Um, but yeah, no, no one will ever know. Uh, I certainly won't tell them. So. No, 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 and your teddy bear costume is is adorable. I think it's lovely. Thanks, thanks. I wear this just for comfort, to be honest. Um, <laughs> it is, it is good. But I have to remember not to like answer the door in it, or you get sort of mobbed by uh, sort of children, or you know, or or even worse, come in and eat your porridge. You're a real bear, yeah, exactly. So it's yeah, it can be quite awkward. Um, but but this is because this is an audio podcast, and and sadly our costumes cannot be seen. Um, I just wonder if you had a favourite noise that you could either tell us about or or even make for us. I do. It's the noise of the uh, British pigeon, uh, but it's a specific part of the noise. So the pigeon goes, hoo, 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 
hoo, hoo, hoo, hoo. And the no- what I don't know if this counts as noise, but I like the little pause between hoo hoo and hoo hoo. That's my favourite yeah. noise because sometimes it goes on for a long time, and it, but you know it's coming, so you hear hoo hoo, hoo hoo. I like that pause. I've sometimes heard it go on for for thirty seconds, <laughs> but I always know that there's going to be a hoo hoo. That's lovely. Do you think it's thinking about the next bit? Do you think the pigeon's going? What's next? What's next? What's the? You've what forgotten its next? lines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe I should prompt them. If I hear a pigeon go, hoo-hoo, I should go, oh, it's hoo-hoo. And they go, oh, thank you. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah, that's good. That is good. It's either, I wonder if it's like a Shakespearean kind of question, like, hoo-hoo, hoo-hoo. Like, maybe they're working out the intonation. <laughs> How do they say the hoo-hoo each time? Who who are they asking hoo-hoo about? And maybe that, who are they directing it to? There's, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I never, I never thought about it like that. I didn't. I yeah. There's um, they have to get the intonation quite right, otherwise they might start a fight with another pigeon. Yes, that's a good point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or Jim. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, what what can I ask? Is that because you said that specifically as a British pigeon? Do you know if pigeons around the world have different pauses or or different noises? Do you? It's, it's, I, I know. I don't know enough about animals. I didn't. I haven't done my my pigeon research. Are there are there p- pigeons in other countries? There, there must well, be. The they can fly. They about, must go there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the, the one I know about is in Mauritius. They have a pink pigeon. Wow. Yeah. Is that not a flamingo? <laughs> <laughs> Just a really small I, flamingo. <laughs> I, I like the idea that, that all other all birds are pigeons just a different so like that's not a parrot, that's a green pigeon. Like <laughs> In the Antar- Antarctica they've got black and white pigeons that swim underwater. Yeah, that's it. There's those little yellow pigeons that are really small and, and chirp and um yeah, I think maybe maybe they're all just pigeons. That's a good point. Yeah. I've I've always thought of pigeons as being solely british but um but they might they must go on holiday they can fly for free can't they so i assume they go to other places but i can't yeah. imagine if i watched like a like a nature documentary and it was sort of um uh the the the, the sahara desert and there's all sort of um incredible animals and david attenborough's talking over it um uh and then a pigeon flew in i would i'd feel like something was up <laughs> it's got very lost it got very lost somewhere <laughs> on its journey yeah, that is true. Yeah, I, it's. I'm sure there's pigeons. I'm sure I've seen pigeons in in like TV shows or films about like America, particularly about like New York. I'm sure there's pigeons. Pigeons. In oh York. yeah, I think in America. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. Maybe in America. Then maybe they import them. Maybe they they but you know import them from from the UK. Maybe they do orders of pigeons. Yeah, possibly from Harrods. Yeah. Like at this time over. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite possible. Yeah, there's airmail. I guess they just sort of travel because pigeons were. But you also have that thing. Of pigeons used to be messengers, didn't they? They used to carry, you know, used to send people messages by pigeon. So maybe like people sent a message and then somebody just didn't write back, and then the pigeon yeah, got oh. stuck there. It was like, oh, you didn't <laughs> reply. So like, oh well, I'm there. I guess I live. You here see now. a pigeon <laughs> in New York? It's just yeah. the Victorians been left on red. <laughs> 
That's it. All those people that when you send a birthday card and they don't send a thank you. When your parents tell you you should write a thank you card, that's because there are loads of pigeons that were meant to come back with a thank you card. And uh, Yeah, if you don't write your thank you letters, then Britain will lose all of its pigeons. <laughs> That's a great idea. Oh, wow. Well, that is, it's a lovely sound or sort of in-between sound that you gave us. Thank you for that. I'd never, I'm going to really listen to pigeons a lot more carefully now, I think. Um, I hadn't done that before. I generally it's, it's the anticipation. It's a very, yeah, I love that that silence. Beautiful. It's wonderful. Thank you very much. Um, and, and the other thing, of course, I have to ask you is that this is a family-friendly uh, podcast. It's suitable for people of all ages, except sometimes 100-year-olds. Long story. Won't go into it, but obviously 101 onwards, all fine. Um, but uh, because it's suitable for people of all ages, I just wanted to check if there are any rude words you definitely won't be saying. Oh, I don't... Um... Well, I wouldn't... Yeah, I wouldn't say any. Sometimes, when I, when I do... Um, uh, comedy club for kids which i'm sure you you're you're aware of um Very aware sometimes of I, I do a little public service announcement about bogeys and um sometimes for educational purposes i have to say rude words for bogeys but i wouldn't do that in this podcast but um sometimes i would i would say uh boogers so that americans understood or i'd say um sneeze strings or uh snozzle globs or uh green tack or the upside down finger buffet or um, the shepherd double dips from just above the lips. Uh, so sometimes I'd use words like that, but I wouldn't, <laughs> use, wouldn't use those words in, in this you. podcast, obviously. I really appreciate it, especially the, the sherbet double dips from above the lips. I mean, I think that is too too awful to use on a podcast for children. I definitely, I definitely wouldn't say it. I'm very pleased you wouldn't say it either. No, I would never say that, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, right. Well, the reason I've the reason I've asked you here, obviously, is a pleasure having you here anyway. But the reason I've got you on the show is we've got a question that I feel like you're the person to ask. Um, and um, I'm going to read this out to you before I, I, I'm going to go over it. Right. Because, um, you know, I, the way this has been spelled uh, and this is from K-Doc 2 in the US. Um, oh, I know K-Doc what, 2. Oh, you know K-Doc? Oh, you know K-Doc 2? Yeah, yeah. Did you know K-Doc, K-Doc 2, 1 yeah, as yeah. well or just... Do you know the first K-Doc? Uh, yeah, I, I did. I never got on with K-Doc. Let's not bring up the K-Doc 1 beef okay. with me. You know, we've okay. said our thing and sure. we've set all our differences. Um, so I don't want to talk about K-Doc 1 if that's okay. Sure, sure. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't know that was a sensitive subject. Let's We'll just talk about K-Doc 2. I'm glad you know K-Doc 2. Um, in which case, you might be able to shine light on this, right? Because, um, you know, I, I don't want to make uh, fun if, if this is a misspelling, but I also suspect that this is a purposeful spelling. So I, I'll check it. So I'll read it as it's spelt and we can go over whether or not this is what was intended. But firstly, how? Three question marks. So how? <laughs> big question. How dose soup eats soup? Now, my question there is, did they mean how does soup eat soup? Or are they very specifically how dose soup eats soup? Because maybe soup comes in doses. There's a lot there. And I pose that to you, Joe. How? How dose soup eat soup? Okay, let's take this. Uh, so if they if they meant how does soup eat soup, I mean, I, don't, I, I can know the sound it would make as a soup ate a soup. It would be... Mm-hmm. Would it just sort of implode on itself? Just as so you'd have mm. a bowl of soup. And then that soup was hungry. If you don't look after and feed your soup, it can get hungry. And it would just sort of like shrink up into itself and go and then there would be be well i guess there'd have to be something left to eat the soup wouldn't there there'd be one molecule of soup <laughs> that could never be eaten so it's just always always there forever yeah 
But how yeah. dose soup? What would be a recommended dose of soup? It's got to be a bowl, hasn't it? It's always a bowl of like you don't really like. No one ever wants like a teaspoon of soup, do they? You can get a cup of soup, obviously. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. A bowl or a cup. Those are the main two doses, aren't they? The bowl or yeah. a cup. You don't get soup. like a shoe of soup. Cauldron. A, oh, not a shoe. Of soup. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get a millimeter. A milliliter of soup would be rubbish. You know, that that'd be just rubbish, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. One. <laughs> so it's a homeopathic yeah. soup. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> or a yeah, ton, you a would, ton of you soup would have... too much. Yeah. Too too much. So you, that is, if there's one thing people take from this, is that you can have too high a dose of soup. <laughs> And <laughs> make sure you moderate your soup. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think a, I think a cup or a bowl are the two doses. Yeah, yeah. But so that's we- for a human. We're talking about for a, for another soup. That's a very good point, isn't it? Because I, I presume that soup. I mean, I, I mean, this is this is the whole thing that maybe we need to we need to query because why would soup want to eat soup when soup is soup? Because that's quite worrying you know what situation does soup find itself in where it thinks the only thing i have to eat is is other soup well i think soup is quite cruel isn't it i always think of soup as uh, (laughs) of all the starters just quite an unkind starter you know right right i don't think garlic bread would eat its own kind i don't don't think mozzarella sticks would eat its own kind but a soup Mm. there's something about soup that i think they would they'd want to eat eat other soup that's interesting that you say that is is it is it the sort of because i i have a problem with soup in that i i do like soup but sometimes when presented with soup i think oh it's soup and then you eat it and go oh it's great soup but sometimes when when as you say especially like a starter when there are other options like bread or mozzarella sticks or something that is a bit more hooray you instantly think brilliant if you just like oh it's soup is it oh there's something a bit disappointing about. Oh yeah, very low ranking in the in the starter uh, league league table. Um, although, have you had in in the city of Edinburgh? There is a little cafe where you can get soup in a bowl, but the mm. bowl is made of bread. So you what? drink the soup, and then you just keep, and then you like, eat the whole thing. What and how does the bread? How does the bread keep the soup contained? How's the, how does the bread not well, yeah, just like crumble? You have to it? drink it quite quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, soup eats bread, and then and then you yeah, have all and then goes on to eat more soup. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So they've contained the bread around the soup. That's fascinating. I wonder if like I quite like the idea of more food being. You could just get rid of all plates and all bowls if you just had more food that contained other food. Can't we put everything in bread? No. Sorry, I lost you there. Oh, sorry. Um, that's all right. I'll edit that out. I was just going just to say that you know, if can't we like the idea of bread containing soup is amazing. Couldn't we get rid of all plates and bowls and all, all things like that it if we just had bread. food containing other food? Like that's true. Because it's not, I mean, I suppose it's more environmentally friendly than, than paper cups and stuff like that. But it's still, I, the, plates, I don't know if plates are recyclable, um, but if plates were made of bread, you could just uh, just eat your plate. Yeah, that's really handy. I like it. And I, I mean, I sort of wonder within this question, if, if soup was to eat soup, then essentially you could get two bowls of soup by only having one bowl of soup. 
because your bowl of soup's already eaten another bowl of soup. That's true. Then that soup could eat another soup. Mm. Like, uh, like, you know, Russian dolls, where there's like a little doll yeah. and then a bigger doll and a bigger doll. <laughs> yeah. You could have a like a gazpacho in the middle and then like a, a lobster bisque and then a um, tomato and uh, what's it called? Cream of tomato. And then just, mm. just yeah, soups within I, soups. That'd be beautiful. Yes. And I liked your choice of lobster bisque. It's very fancy soup in the middle and then slightly <laughs> let down by the soup side the side. But, but the tomato and cream soup obviously got a very fancy taste to eat a lobster bisque. Yeah, order. I think you have the fancy one in the middle, don't you? And then then it just gets more and more. And in the end, it's just just some some dirt soup. <laughs> it's just some water with a bit of like yeah gravel in it or something. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's that's. Uh, I mean, that's fascinating. Would you eat a soup that had eaten a soup? Yeah. And I and I'm vegetarian, so I don't right. eat things that eat things generally. Mm, me too, me too. But I yeah. think that um, the cruelty of a soup eating another soup, I would eat it out of revenge. I think that's such a cruel thing for a soup to do. I would go, well, I'm going to eat you now, see how you like it. That's a good call. I like it. And I suppose there would be that issue of being a vegetarian, which I am too, of you wouldn't want to eat a soup that had eaten a non-vegetarian soup. Or would you? Because by the time that soup had eaten it, it, I don't, oh, this is. I mean, this poses. And you're stopping it eating this. other other meat, aren't you? So you're actually mm. helping. If you're a vegetarian because you, you for for um you know because you don't want to eat animals, that soup is going around eating all all sorts of animals. If you mm. eat the soup, you're preventing unwanted animal suffering. That's really good. That's really good. And I also don't feel guilty. My part of my vegetarianism is I don't like the idea of eating anything with a face. Because it has a face, but soup never has a face, so I don't really care. Very rarely, yeah, yeah. Unless you really rearrange the croutons, it doesn't there. Yes, I would never do it, particularly for that. Re- I'd then have to not eat it, and then it would be. It's the same with smiley potato shapes; they cause me a lot of issues. Hmm. No, I understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Wow, this has been a far deeper question than I expect. I, I didn't. I, I originally read this question. D- d- dose or indeed does soup eat soup um, from KDOC2 and I thought well this is just a soup question but it's almost an existential question I understand why the how was in capital letters now with the many ex- many question marks because yes. how yes yes and I mean would you you know now that KDOC2's got this advice I'm kind of hoping they're going to go into maybe manufacturing tins of soup within tins of soup or or something a bit you know, exciting. There must be a whole new world of soup out there that could be created. Yeah. Do we own? Do we must own some rights to that idea? Uh probably, probably not. No. Oh, I thought that was gonna <laughs> gonna make yeah, us our millions. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, potentially it depends how nice K Doc Two is, but um, you know, I don't know. There's every chance they copyrighted that. Maybe ah, I've just realised. I think it was sent to me. By pigeon, and I don't think I signed it and returned it, which is why there's a pigeon that lives on our roof now. Well, I'm glad that you're bringing pigeons back from America. Eventually, they will all be able to come home. That's true. That's true. That's that's what I'm doing. I've lost us the potential chance to make millions from soup within soup, but I have. I've brought one pigeon back. So that pigeon hasn't seen its family in years and years and years, and you've brought it home. So some goods come from this. Oh well, I'm. I really actually that's lovely. You've made me feel like a much better person. Thank you, Joe. I, I appreciate that. So, 
Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, well, thank you for answering that question. I hope KDOC2 is, is happy with the answer, no doubt, especially when they go on to make their millions. Um, and uh, and have you got you got an exciting uh, evening planned or are you just sort of going to lie around uh, wondering where things hurt? Wondering where things are. I may go to a restaurant and do some of my um, chef was, but I don't have the show anymore. The TV show was cancelled, mm. but I still do like to go to a local restaurant and just, uh, oh, this, 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 um, Naan bread's really small. I still like to do that. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I, I really hope you ruin some. I mean, it's, we're talking on a Friday, so that's it's a big night for restaurants tonight. Oh, they're they're really, not going to be able to hear what I've said properly, but it'll but it'll get in their head, and they'll they'll um yeah they'll be very self conscious about their naan breads. Yeah. Well, you're doing in, you're doing important work, Joe, and uh, uh, you know I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad you're doing it. No one else was, and and I'm pleased that you're out there doing this job that. that thank you i think needed to be done so thank you very much it's good good to speak to you thank you big big thanks to joe wells for his amazing soup and indeed pigeon knowledge and i hope kdoc2 uh, not kdoc1 we've been through that that you are happy with your answers uh, don't forget that if you out there have questions that you need answering jokes that you want to send in or really anything at all that you want to tell me then get your gazumping withy ninnies i'm sorry grown-ups to help you email us at podcast at comedy club and don't forget to check out our brand new very exciting radio nonsense t-shirts at comedy club which can get to you wherever you are in the world uh, and probably space as well if you live in space if you're on the international space station just sort of floating around they can get to you there as well okay they probably can't get to you there but like, you may as well try you never know i don't really know you know maybe, maybe the it says like shipping charges you know so maybe that includes spaceships I don't know. I don't understand these things, but do check them out. And of course, we also have tons of live shows, which you can find at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. And I'm going to tell you more about them in coming weeks. Right. I think that is everything for this week. It's sort of hard to remember what you have to do when you've been off for a few weeks, isn't it? When you come back from a holiday. Uh, let me go through the checklist. Um, I've done the new things. Uh, I've mentioned those new things in the T-shirts. Um, I've dusted all the farting animals. That was disgusting. Stop imagining it. Uh, I've read out all your jokes. Uh, we've done the importantest bit. That was the importantest bit. I've still not found Linda. Where is she? Who is she? Um, I've watered Dennis the Venus flea trap. Um, I've combed the chunky walrus that lives in the sink. Uh, I've counted all of the hats and I still don't have any hats at all. When am I going to get some hats? Hmm. What What have I forgotten? Uh, let me think. Let me think. Oh, yeah, that's it. This bit. Bye. You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense. It's the end.